right. This is episode 46 of Chrome Dome Radio. I'm Chris, and on this episode, I would like to share with you my experiences while creating a podcast and a YouTube channel. The website is chromedomeradio.com. We're on all the social networks at Chrome Dome Radio. Give me a shout. Let me know how I'm doing. The video is posted on YouTube and XOTV, so you want to be a podcaster, do you? Maybe you want a YouTube channel. Do you have what it takes? Day after day in the trenches? This isn't a game. This is real life. It's going to chew you up and spit you out. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. There's no crying in podcasting. Are you not entertained? It's Miller time. We're going to need a bigger boat. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Whoa, whoa, dude. Chill. Why are you getting all crazy? Well, you have to start somewhere. Do you want to have a podcast that's going to be scripted? Do you want to have a podcast that's going to be candid conversation, much like this one? That These are things you're going to have to think of right off the bat. What's your idea? What's your niche? What are you going to talk about? What are you passionate about? Passion! It's different for everyone. So I wouldn't feel natural if I was doing a scripted podcast. Like, I could do that, but it's not something I'm really interested in. I got into podcasting so that I can have a candid conversation with somebody and and express myself and just get get my stuff out there, you know? But, you know, early on, you really do have... You kind of have to have an idea of which direction you're going to go in. You don't necessarily need, this is probably bad advice, you don't necessarily need a specific topic like if you're into knitting or building cars. I mean, that would help. And the reason that would help is because then it makes you marketable and you can go to those avenues on social networks and promote that way. But, you know, with a show like Chrome Dome Radio, which it's probably an oversaturated market, but it's really an overall just kind of talk show. You know, we cover a lot of the same topics. We are very often covering current events. We'll cover movies or TV show reviews, things like that. We've been talking about cars a lot lately. But in the end, it's just a general conversation. I mean, this this episode's honestly out of the blue. I'm just it's a it's a it's a podcast episode on how to podcast, right? I mean, it's that that's not a current event. That's not a car. It's just it's just what I'm doing now, and I like having that freedom of being able to just have a different topic all the time. I would get bored talking about the same thing all the time. All right, you're starting out. What do you need? You need uh, well, you have your idea. Now you're going to need equipment. Where's a good place to start with equipment? I would say, at the very least, most people have a computer, right? Just use your computer. You can record on your computer. Uh, actually, if you have a Mac, it even comes with GarageBand. If you have a PC, there's free software. I'm using an Ubuntu computer, you know, Linux, because I'm a dork, and I'm running Audacity as well. Audacity is a free uh, uh, audio editing piece of software for PC and Ubuntu, whereas, like I said, you could use GarageBand on Macs. The second piece of equipment you will need is a microphone. The microphone that you choose is going to be important because, one, the, well, you're going to learn about different styles as you get into this. 
the biggest difference that you're going to find with microphones is how they record. For example, I'm speaking into a condenser mic right now, which records sound differently than a dynamic microphone. I don't want to get into the specifics here. That's not really the purpose of this podcast. But you want to consider these things probably early on. Also, you want to consider how the microphone is going to connect to your computer. I would recommend going with a microphone early on that connects directly to your computer, meaning you can plug one side of the USB into the mic, the other side of the USB into your computer, and you're done. You're good to go, kid. It can get more complicated from there. If you have, let's say you have a regular microphone that has like an XLR input on the end. Now you're going to need either an audio interface or a mixer in order to make that able to plug into your computer. In my case here, I'm using a mixer. And I'll tell you why I chose a mixer um, over an audio interface and over plugging directly into my computer. I made a decision early on that I wanted to have uh, multiple people on my show. Multiple microphones will require either an audio interface or a mixer. I chose a mixer simply because it's going to allow me to have a little bit more diversity on my show. What I mean by that is now I can plug in external sound effects, for example, and that can come from anywhere. I've mostly used sounds coming out of my computer, going through the mixer, and then being recorded. I've even used my phone at times. You know, if you're going to have a a show where you're going to have phone conversations, it sounds a lot better to run the sound through the mixer rather than just, you know, holding your, which I've done before too, by the way, but it sounds better than just holding your phone up to the microphone. That's something you're going to want to think of early on. You know, are you going to have, are you going to need multiple microphones? Is it just you? The other thing you want to think about is, are you going to have a co-host? And the reason you want to think about that kind of early on is like, again, it's going to depend on the equipment that you buy. And two, it's really going to affect your workflow and kind of the style that you're working with. Having a co-host allows the conversation to flow, I wouldn't say better, but flow in a, in a more, not even interesting, I don't even know how you'd say it, it, it flows better, or it flows differently, because now you're getting perspective from two people, and instead of just one, just, you know, talking into the microphone all by themselves, like I'm doing right now, and I'm not saying I'm boring, but you know, you add a different dynamic when you have somebody there. The, the, Another thing to consider when you have a co-host, though, which is more of a downside, is now you have an added layer of scheduling to worry about. It's one thing to be, you know, mindful of your own schedule, and then it's another thing to be mindful of somebody else's schedule. You know, if you keep that in mind, you know, we all live in our own lives right now, and it really does add a layer of complexity when you have to consider somebody else's schedule in order for you to make an episode. I didn't have to worry about that for this episode, for example, because I had an idea and I just said, you know what, I'm going to go downstairs and record this episode now. There's, it, it's actually, it feels like freedom. You're like, oh, I can do it whenever I want. You know, <laughs> I just had this idea and I could hit record and then we'll go with it. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But again, if I wanted to co-host here at the time, then I know I'd have to schedule it and, you know, it is what it is. Advantages and disadvantages. Um, early on, you're going to have to pick artwork. That's actually important, believe it or not. The reason it's important is you can't get your RSS feed 
accepted by iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or Spotify until you have artwork. And the artwork is actually, it has to be specific dimensions. I think at the very least you need one piece of artwork that's 1400 by 1400 pixels. And you may need another one for iTunes, like a widescreen one. <clears throat> what I did was I designed the logo for Chrome Dome Radio. I literally like drew it on a napkin or something or a piece of paper. And, you know, I had the idea with the, the skull with the headphones and like, geez, you know it. You're here. <laughs> and I sent the the rough drawing to somebody on Fiverr. Like I found somebody for like 20 bucks on Fiverr. And she was she ended up, you know, doing the photoshops, doing that whole thing to give me what I'm very happy with the final product. You know, you could send when you use Fiverr Fiverr, you could send back you could send it back to them for for changes like like twice, I think. So, you know, her first version I didn't like too much, so I said, Hey, change this like this, do this, do this, and then she sent back, you know, what is now the logo of Chrome Dome Radio. And I was actually really happy with my experience with Fiverr and it worked out pretty well. Another thing you're going to decide early on is who's going to host your RSS feed. Your RSS feed is really what spreads the podcast. You have to send you have to send it like I said earlier to what I call the middlemen. I I think of them as middlemen. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the technical term for it. That's your iTunes and your Google Play and your Stitcher and Spotify. They are going to review your episode. By the way, you need at least one episode before you can get your RSS feed accepted by any of them. So that you have to have that one episode in the books. Um, additional things to consider early on is whether or not you're going to work on a schedule. This is like, this is something that obviously we've struggled with a lot. You know, like I said people you, life changes things happen you can't always release on a like strict religious schedule they say though that it does help build your your audience in that they know every wednesday for example one of your new episodes is going to come out i personally don't listen to a ton of other podcasts i listen to bill burr though and I know Bill Burr is going to have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. And I know that I literally get in my car thinking like that. And like, it'll be Monday morning. I'll be sitting in traffic. I'll be like, oh, there's a new Bill Burr podcast out, right? So that it does, it does actually probably affect even your audience coming back. You know, not just getting a new audience, but your audience coming back and, and to keep listening to your episodes over and over again. Which, again, is something that I'm struggling with. But, hey, we'll get there. You know, it's okay not to have everything 100% sorted out at the beginning. You know, you could work things out as you go, which we've done a ton of on this show, specifically with the equipment. You know, the equipment has given us a lot of issues uh, starting out. It's still giving me issues now. I mean, just more recently, I think it was this last episode, actually, episode 45. I'm not even I'm not even in it. My voice is, but not my video because my camera didn't record. That's an important note. When when you're building this idea out in your head and where are you going to go? Where are you going to take this? Are you going to have video? Are you going to have multiple people? You have to keep in mind every time you add something, you're adding a layer of complexity. What I mean by that is now 
you have many things that can break. You know, we have three microphones, that's three sets of wires, that's, you know, three of these boom arm things, that's, uh, you know, and that's going into the mixer then, the mixer could fault out, and then to make things even more complicated, there's cameras, there's multiple cameras, and then there's lighting, and at any point, something might not work, and it's going to happen. There are ways to mitigate that. You know, you could do your sound checks at the beginning. You can test the cameras. I do all of that before I start recording, which makes the fact that I've been having problems so much more painful to accept. You know, I do check the cameras beforehand. I make sure the lighting is set properly. I check the sound, and sometimes, you know, you can sound check all you want. Sometimes they'll just be live issues. That's another thing to consider if you're going with a candid conversation type thing. Unfortunately, I've lost two, two, three, two or three episodes now due to technical difficulties. Now, what I perceive as a technical difficulty that makes an episode unusable is sound. I focus really on my sound. It's a podcast after all. It's primarily a podcast. Yeah, the YouTube thing is fun for the videos and XOTV. But in the end, this is a podcast. The sound has to be good. If your sound is popping, they're going to turn it off real quick. If the video is screwed up, I can work with that. You know, last episode with the Cobra Kai thing on 45, I just put, you know, images of from Cobra Kai and Karate Kid over the video just to kind of add something so you're not just staring at the same screen the whole time. But I was really happy with the sound quality. So I knew I had an episode. I knew I had a podcast. I sort of had to build the video around that. Your bass, if you're if you're podcasting, the most important thing is the sound. That is you can everything can build around that. But if you're just going for a straight YouTube ta- channel, then yeah, obviously your video is more important. <laughs> Another thing to consider when you're doing the video is that you have to know how to use your camera. The, one of my cameras, and I'm pointing at it now if you're watching the video, this is just a webcam. That one's easy to use. You know, the, my controls I have on my computer, I know if that one's recording or not. I could see it on my laptop. That's right in front of me. The main camera, though, which is the one I'm pointing at now, is a GoPro. The GoPro has really been a pain in the butt. So if you're getting into this, and you're looking into cameras, really consider getting something that's probably more designed for vlogging instead of the GoPro. And I know the GoPros, they got this this great reputation. I've just had a really tough time with it. Some of the struggles that I've had are you need to get SD cards that are not certified, but like accepted by GoPro. And it's mostly like the high quality like SanDisks, I think. And I did that, and I got a good quality SD card. At first, I didn't. At first, I was having problems, and I blamed myself. I was like, I went, I got a cheap-ass uh, SD card, and I ended up regretting it because the GoPro went crazy on that thing. It wouldn't even work, really. Then I got the good SD card, and it worked like a champ for, I don't know, it seemed like 20 episodes. Then I added a layer of complexity. I added an external microphone to the GoPro. In order to do that, you need this like stupid dongle thing, like such a bad design on GoPro's part. You need this dongle thing that's half the size of the camera, and then you gotta plug it in through the USB port, then you plug the microphone into that. See what I mean by complexity? It's like this and this and that and conversions and this, just to get a freaking microphone on the thing. And 
it started to malfunction after that. Now it seems the SD card can't handle a long recording somewhere like 40 to 50 minutes long if the external microphone is hooked up. In fact, as I'm talking right now, I don't even know if this thing's actually going to work out. You know, it says it's recording like it always does, the little red dots blinking, but by the end of it, it just it hasn't been working. So if I have to, I will use this camera because now I have a backup. All right, so you have to pick your RSS feed host in order to distribute it to the middleman. Your RSS feed host is going to be something like Libsyn or Podbean or what's the other one? SoundCloud. I use Libsyn. I don't remember why I chose Libsyn. Probably had to do with price. We are on a package that is 15 bucks a month and I get 250 megabytes. I'm about to up that though because that package is good enough for like four-ish episodes that are 45 minutes long. And we've been doing more than four episodes a month now. I think we're close to seven or eight. So I'm going to need more space. And I think their next package up is 400 megabytes and it's like 20 bucks a month. So we're going to end up doing that. And the the pricing is differently is differently. The pricing is different for each host. So Podbean is going to have their own thing and SoundCloud's going to have their own thing. These are things to consider. I think other things to consider and I could be wrong is the the apps that they integrate with. Like Libsyn integrates like seamlessly with WordPress if you're building your website on WordPress. And I can't remember the specific either way. I went with Libsyn. Libsyn's like the OG. They've been around forever. A lot of the big podcasts are on them, so I went with it. All right. So next, you got your RSS feed. You got your equipment. You know, you decided if you're going to do video, are you going to have guests? Are you going to have this or that? Now, you have to you have to keep in mind that you're going to have to learn how to use all this stuff. You have to start making your stuff you have to make your podcast you have to make your videos here's the number one tip that i'm going to tell you the actual recording what i'm doing right now as i'm sitting here speaking to you is the easiest part this is the easiest this is the most fun part and this is the easiest part it's just you hit record and now you're going the build-up to get here, it takes a little bit. Like I said, you have to test everything. You have to make sure it's working. You have to set it up. You gotta. If I'm doing video, you got to set up the lights. You got to make sure that, you know, this is that and this is that. And then you, you do the actual recording. Then after the recording, once you hit stop, that's when it really gets kind of time-consuming. If you're doing just a podcast and you just have to worry about the sound, then, you know... that. Editing the podcast for me is a little bit simpler because it's a candid conversation. I don't have to do too much post edits. I say too much because I think I've had to, I've had to cut parts out that, like I said, had pops because of faulty wiring. That's really the only time I'll cut something out. And but if you're doing like a scripted podcast, then your post production for your sound is going to take a little bit longer. But what really takes a long time is the video. The video takes forever. Especially if you're using multiple cameras. If you have one camera, it actually doesn't take that long. Adding a second camera, and geez, at one point we had three. <laughs> not doing that again. At least not on my own. 
if you have two, three cameras, now it takes a long time. Then once you have the video entirely edited, you have to take into account rendering time. Rendering is basically, imagine, imagine all the pieces of your video being dropped into a funnel. You have, you know, the, the fade-ins and the fade-outs, and then you have the clip from this camera and a clip from that camera. Now it's got to turn into one file. That's sort of like the process of rendering. And so that it spits out at the bottom one file for you so that you, then you can go and upload that to uh, your video sharing platform. The rendering time depends on the power of your computer and also the the um, the quality of the file that you're outputting and also the format. You know, like if you, are you going to do J is it JPEG? Can't remember now. Or or MP4s or whatever the Windows one is. That you know it affects your rendering time. Another thing to consider is that now you have that file after rendering. I would say it takes a Chrome Dome episode that's about 45 minutes long. I think it takes like two hours to render now. I've got it down pretty good. It takes about an hour and a half to edit, and then like two hours to render. And then you have upload time with YouTube, which also varies. Generally, it takes about an hour to upload to YouTube, and about the same for XOTV. But these are all things to consider. You know, when when your computer is rendering, you really can't use it too much because I've I've tried to. <laughs> I'll be like, well, I could look up something on you know whatever Reddit, and then it crashes. And the wor- the worst this has happened to me too. It'll be at like ninety four percent rendered, and I'll do something like click on the weather, <laughs> the stupid thing crashes, and it's got to start from scratch, right? So that's you know you got to consider these things when you. This is part of the workflow now, right? This is part of your schedule. Um, if you don't, if you don't have a producer like I don't, and and this is stuff that you're gonna just have to learn and do for yourself. The most difficult part, for me anyway, of podcasting, <laughs> which you wouldn't even think would be a part of it, is promotion. I don't like doing it. I'm not good at it, and I really had to learn how to do it. I had to learn Facebook and Twitter. Reddit and Instagram. I didn't have any of those things. I had Facebook when I was in college and I deleted it. But going now <laughs> at my age learning this crap, it just it's does it's not interesting to me and if not for the podcast I wouldn't have any of it. But you have to you have to promote. You know, you, you why are you doing this? You want people to listen, don't you? And when you're using these different platforms you have to take into account this is a weird thing i didn't even know you have to take into account the different acceptable standards for each one the the culture that that is accepted what i mean by that is for example on reddit i never even used reddit before but it's really frowned upon if you spam in fact you're probably going to get kicked out of most subforms maybe 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 even lose your account but there are some subforms that are specifically there to promote your product. There's then strategies to use when you're in other subforms where promoting isn't necessarily accepted, but you could work it into your conversation in a natural way. Same goes for Facebook. It depends on the Facebook group that you're in, but generally speaking, spamming is not acceptable, though there are some groups that are specifically designed for promoting the podcast. Twitter's more loosey-goosey. You just tag whatever the hell you want, and then you get your, you know, whatever. I, I, t- Twitter's like my least favorite one. 
and then you have Instagram where it's not like great for promoting a podcast or a YouTube channel because it doesn't allow you to like use embedded links for your pictures. But I've noticed on my YouTube channel that some of the click attributions are attributing to Instagram. So, and what I, what my strategy with Instagram is I have a link to the channel in my bio. And then each time I post a picture, I just include the link in the, in the description of the picture, which by the way, doesn't do anything. Like if you're on a phone, you can click that link and it doesn't go anywhere. But I guess maybe people are copying and pasting if they're using the, the desktop version. I don't know. Either way, it seems to get a click every now and then from Instagram. And when you're just starting out, even if it's one or two clicks, it could, it could, you know, start to, that's really where it starts, right? It starts with one or two clicks because, you know, you're just doing what you got to do. Yeah, you got to get it done, man. Got to get your clicks wherever you can get them. You know, they ain't handing out clicks for free. Okay. <laughs> uh, you got to keep in mind, too, that your podcast isn't going to be perfect every time. Your video is not going to be perfect every time, which is something I struggle with accepting. Because, uh, like most creators, I'm my own worst critic, and I'm sure a lot of you who are still listening, obviously you're still interested in what I'm saying, so you're probably a creative person, and you're probably a tough critic on yourself, because you want your final product to be the best representation of what you are about, right? At least that's how I think about it. Like, why? I want this to be the best thing that I can represent of myself. And it doesn't always work out that way, especially in a show format like this, where I might I might lose pieces, and I've lost pieces. I've, like I said, I've lost entire episodes because of crappy wiring or something, which didn't even capture in my headphones. You know, you would think, again, with the layers of complexity, I have headphones so I could hear what I'm doing. And the uh, the popping that really ended the popping that caused me to lose content didn't even happen in my headphones that type of stuff is just gonna happen and it sucks but you gotta chug through man you just gotta get through it i think probably the most important piece of advice i can give you is to keep your content manageable and sustainable what i mean by that is you know, it's okay not to have a video if you just want to go with plenty of podcasts. Most podcasts are just sounds. I mean, that's just what they are. It's a podcast. You know, if that's what you can do and keep doing it, then that's what, that's, go for it, right? If it becomes overwhelming at any point and you're not having fun anymore, then what the hell's the point? Why are you doing it? You know, somebody like Bill Burr, for example, he's a good example because he's, he has his level of technical difficulties and he's he, for a while he was just recording into like his iPhone i think he had an external mic but he said it plenty of times on his podcast that he doesn't want to have a guest you know the show's all about him occasionally he does but the show's all about him and he's also said he doesn't want to do the video he doesn't want to deal with it so he's not going to do it you know he might do a few episodes with the video and then he's just going to get sick of it and then he's not going to do it anymore so that's what i mean by you don't want to grow beyond your capabilities either um if if this stuff if the added layers and added complexity is going to just hurt the overall content then you probably don't want to go that route either but or maybe you do maybe maybe you just want to have crap content i don't know but you all you can't go into this expecting to go viral right off the bat either you're not gonna make money doing this man you, you imagine like when you start out 
you're basically just a garage band. You know, you're just, you're playing out of your, literally, like I'm in my basement. <laughs> and that's where you're not, you don't expect to make money. You're probably not gonna. You're probably not gonna have a, a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Or in, and you're probably not gonna get sponsors for your podcast. That's just the reality of it. Obviously, some people are fortunate and have uh, either a niche or they're just got a fantastic show. And sometimes early on, they do get promotions. I heard of one. Oh, what was it? Oh, I was just reading about it on Reddit. They were like 10 episodes in, never had a podcast before, and never done anything like this before. And within the first 10 episodes, they had 60,000 listens, which is phenomenal. And they had a, uh, a sponsorship. That is so uncommon. You can't expect that to happen. You got to expect just to have a good time while you're doing this. And that's about it, right? But all right, guys, I think I think I've talked enough now. So I'm going to end this episode. Again, if you have any questions, chromedomeradio at gmail.com. The website is chromedomeradio.com. Social networks, Chrome Dome, guys, it's Chrome Dome Radio. K-R-O-N-E-R-A-D-I-O. Did I spell that right? I hope so. Hey, like and subscribe if you liked this episode, and I'll see you next time. Later.